Brandon Steiner, and this is Unplugged with Brandon Steiner. Starting off with your book, you know, Just Mercy. You, you received a lot of accolades on this book, but who'd you write this book for and why? You know, initially, I, I, I wanted everybody who does not have uh, a lens into this world of over-incarceration uh, to see what I see. Um, you know, I don't believe I have, you know, some special set of morals or values or instincts. I think if most people saw what I see, if they saw young kids being sexually abused and, and, and mistreated because they've been put in adult jails or prisons, if they saw people who were unreliably or unfairly convicted or, un, or harshly sentenced, condemned the way I have, they'd want to see things change. And so, you know, my interest was in opening up a world that is largely isolated, that is largely shielded from uh, the broader public, so that we could be more informed when we talk about these issues of what it means to support three strikes or war on drugs or some of the other misguided policies that have been sold to us really as a consequence of the politics of fear and anger. And I'm grateful that, um, you know, a broader audience seems to be reading the book and, and looking into these issues because I really do believe this is an area where we've done a very poor job of getting people to understand what the real issues are and why it's so important that we change the direction we've taken when it comes to punishment. I mean, I think this has got to be like mandatory reading. You know, this is the stuff we should be reading in high school. Um, I, I, I really think so. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, you represent somebody who's been given a life sentence for writing a bad check of $70, and you can't find anybody who will defend that sentence, and yet, that kind of sentence gets imposed way more frequently than people realize. And so there is this information gap, there's a knowledge gap. And if you bridge that gap, I just think we can do some things to create better outcomes, better justice, a better system. I was just watching a show just the other day and they were talking about compassion and how we should be teaching compassion in our high schools equally to how we teach you know, French or, or uh, biology. You know, if we all had a lot more compassion um, how does this all get started for you? I mean, what, what, what was the moment that you said, you know, I, I, I've got to go make a change. I've got to get involved a lot deeper yeah. on this. Yeah. Well, it's sort of funny. I, I mean, I grew up in a, in a poor community, in a sort of racially segregated community. So I was always aware that uh, there was kind of a justice deficit in this country. I mean, I started my education in a colored school. Lawyers came into our community to make them open up the public schools. Um, but I didn't really have a clear vision of, of what I wanted to do. I went to law school without much focus, and it was while in law school that I took a course that required me to spend a month in the Deep South um, with an organization providing legal services to people on death row that I met condemned prisoners literally dying for legal assistance. And it was that experience of seeing these men and women who I found to have extraordinary humanity and compassion and possibility, um, and knowing that they have been declared people not fit to live beyond hope, beyond redemption, beyond uh, recovery, was just so hard to understand that when I went back to law school, it became uh, really my passion, and I left and started working in the Deep South and never thought about how long I would do it or what what I would do for, you know, after or anything like that. I just fell 
uh, really deeply into this world of, of working on behalf of incarcerated people, and one thing has led to the other. And I feel really privileged to do what I do, uh, to, to kind of stand uh, with people who have been uh, so harshly condemned and advocate for their rights for me is, is pretty um, energizing. What do, you, what do you tell, I mean, there's so many people that are really on so much on the outside on this subject matter and just in general about the whole prison system in general. If you had one message you were able to tell everyone, what, what, would, you, what, would, what would that message be? Well, I, we've become the most punitive society on the planet, and uh, it's a dangerous place where if you make a mistake, you'll be judged for the rest of your life by that mistake. I mean, we, you know, none of us want to be judged by the worst thing we've done, and yet we're doing that at a scale and at a level that is unprecedented in human history. And so I think we ought to be a little ashamed that we have the highest rate of incarceration in the world, and we ought to do just a handful of things to fix it. We should absolutely declare an end to this misguided war on drugs. If we think of drug addiction and, and drug abuse as a health problem rather than a crime problem, uh, we wouldn't have sent hundreds of thousands of people to prison. We did that for alcoholism. We need to do it for drug addiction. Uh, we need to stop this misguided mandatory sentencing every act uh, that results in arrest has a story behind it, and we can't figure out what's just and fair without understanding that story. And right now, we're putting people in prison for decades because they're mentally ill, and the judges can't consider mental illness because of mandatory sentence. It can't consider age. It can't consider a lot of other things that I think makes it unfair. And finally, uh, I think that we've got to do better in this country in um, recognizing that it's healthy to have a moment of shame when we do something that's bad or wrong. Uh, we, we, it's okay for us to express shame and sorrow about what happened to Native people, what happened during slavery, what happened during lynching, what happened during segregation. And, and when we do that, we actually resolve ourselves to kind of a better future. And because we don't do that, I think we keep re replicating a lot of the mistakes we've made since the founding that are problematic. And that's part of why I think um, we are doing some of this racial justice work. Uh, for me, it's really important that we find our way forward. Germany is a very different country today than it was at the moment when the Holocaust took place. I wouldn't trust Germany if they never talked about the Holocaust, if they denied it, if they acted as if it wasn't a big deal. Um, certainly if they made Adolf Hitler's birthday a national holiday, I would not be able to make peace with that country. And the same could be said of South Africa or Rwanda. And we haven't really done much to uh, hold ourselves accountable for our history of racial inequality. And so mass incarceration plays into that in ways that I think we've got to confront. Your parents had a big influence on you, didn't they? Yeah, I think in, in, in multiple ways. I mean, my, my great-grandparents were enslaved. My grandmother was the daughter of people who were enslaved. And, and you know, she was in my ear all the time about that experience. Uh, my parents were humiliated every day during the time of segregation. They'd see those signs that said white and colored, and they weren't directions, they were assaults. And so that legacy absolutely made me want to see more justice in my lifetime, see more fairness. And um, I'm hoping we're working toward that. What more can people do? I mean, how, how do you get on the bandwagon to, to yeah. try to help make a difference? Yeah. Well, I, I hope people will consider going to our website. We have a whole page of opportunities for people. Some uh, don't require you to leave your home. You can become a pen pal with uh, one of the 2.3 million people who are incarcerated, 
thousands of whom never hear from anybody. You can volunteer. We've got a massive need for people to get involved in reentry. Hundreds of thousands of people are coming out of jails or prisons with no infrastructure, support, aid, assistance, and virtually anybody, <clears throat> you know, reading your blog or listening to you can provide critically important help to people trying to reenter. Uh, and then there are a range of other opportunities from information and educational to more political things to pushing our elected leaders to be more active, to pushing back against policies that are rooted in, you know, fear and anger, to demanding more accountability accountability uh, financially. We went from $6 billion spent on jails and prisons in 1980 to $80 billion last year, and there's nobody really being held accountable for that. Are we getting what we're paying for? And uh, there are a whole host of opportunities and activities we encourage people to pursue. And we've got them all listed on our website, but those are just a few. You're teaching at NYU now. By the way, your website, uh, you didn't mention your website address there. Yeah, it's uh, eji.org. Cool. So, you know, you don't think about you, you know, just just sending a a letter or a gift. I, I guess you're limited to the gifts you can send to people in jail, but even just a letter is a tremendous gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we've got clients who haven't heard from people on the outside for for decades. And um, the way the prisons are managed now without support from the outside, it becomes harder and harder to have basic supplies. And so, yeah, facilitating those kinds of relationships is something we're really eager to do. So I see you teaching at NYU, uh, practicing, uh, you know, professor of law. Why why do that? And um, what can we expect? You know, what, what, what could come from you popping into the classrooms and teaching a class like that? Yeah, it started, you know, 18 years ago. So when I just wanted to find ways to engage more people to do the kind of work that I do. And, and since that time, you know, we've had clinics and it's been really great to work with a new generation of, of young lawyers. Um, I haven't taught for the last year. Uh, I'll, I'll be teaching again next spring. And I usually am just up there a day a week to teach. And then I head back to my work in Alabama. But I... I think that too many um, lawyers and professionals just don't get access to the kind of work that I think they could be very passionate about, but it's not, uh, the pathways to that kind of work are not clear. And so I don't, I like sort of modeling for people alternative careers in law. I like modeling um, alternative ways of thinking about how you spend your time. I mean, the great privilege of education is that we get to make choices about what we do in our lives. Absolutely. And sometimes I think that we don't believe we have choices when we do. And uh, if we can get a generation of people to actually exercise their power and their discretion to use their lives in meaningful ways, I think we can have an impact on a lot of these issues that have haunted us for a very long time. I love that way of thinking. That's phenomenal. EJI.org is the website. Equal Justice Initiative. Just the last thing, what made you, why did you form that organization and how powerful has that organization become? Yeah, well, we I moved to Alabama because it didn't have a public defender system. There were no resources for people on death row. And we started really small and, and, and have grown over the years. And, and now we have uh, nearly 50 people on staff. Um, wow. We're doing a lot of work all over the country. And it's been exciting to see the institution grow as the challenges have, uh, have evolved. Uh, still a lot more work to do, but I feel really fortunate to be surrounded by a committed group of, uh, of people who are dedicated to, to creating more justice. Well, Brian, thank you so much for the time. Love your book, Just Mercy. Uh, it's an easy read. Uh, it's not a 
not a difficult read, but it does hit the heart, um, no question, and get you thinking. And I'm hoping that um, most people aren't watching or reading my blogs and videos thinking this. Usually I'm the sports guy, and I like to mix it up with the what else. This is certainly a big what else because it. I think at some point it has an effect on everybody. Sure, I agree. Could not agree more. And I appreciate your taking time to think about these issues, reading the book, and all of that. So, so, so thank you. Hopefully, we could team up, and if there's anything we could do, hopefully, we'll be able to get into one of those prisons one day, and you know, make a make a statement, you know, do something, do, help some of those people in a way they'd never been helped before. I would love that. I'd absolutely love that. Well, have a great day. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate you're, it. You're welcome. 